My God can do anything. Anything, anything. My God can do anything. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. My God has done just what he said. He made a way for you and I to meet him up there in the sky. And we have that promise. We have that blessed assurance that he is preparing a place for us to dwell forever. How long is forever? If you ask a little hummingbird to pick up one grain of sand off the coast of California and fly it all the way across the nation to the coast of New York and lay it down and then go back and pick up another grain of sand. By the time that little hummingbird had made the infinite amount of trips back and forth and deposited all the sand in California to the coast of New York, by the time the hummingbird would have completed that, that would be the first second of eternity. That's how long we are going to rule and reign with him. Does that excite anybody in the house today? Aren't you glad that you're a part of the family of God? If you brought your Bible with you this morning, I'd like for you to go with me to Luke, which was written by a physician, friend of the Apostle Paul. The 17th chapter. And this morning, for just a few minutes, I'd like to talk about the power of appreciation. The power of appreciation. I have learned through the years of life that the more you appreciate somebody, the more they will do things for you. Did you ever notice that? Yes, sir. The more, the more we appreciate them, the more they seem to even have an energy or a tenacity above and beyond what we have asked them to do. We used to sing that chorus a long time ago. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. I love you. I adore you. I bow down before you. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. And when God knows that you appreciate him for his involvement in your life, he just goes above and beyond and does even more that we could ask or think according to the power of appreciation. Something I've learned about this generation, they have lost their ability to say thank you. They've lost that, that opportunity to be blessed even more than they were blessed, to receive more even more than we receive. This is a very thankless generation. It's a very selfish generation. I want to show you a story in Luke, the 17th chapter, and the 11th verse. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. 
and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There, these are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Notice verse 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, for thy faith hath made thee whole. What a powerful, powerful, powerful story in the Bible. Jesus is headed to Jerusalem where he will be arrested, murdered, crucified, and resurrected. He's headed somewhere. He has a purpose. He has a destiny. But on the way to Jerusalem, there were a group of ten men that were unclean. The law stated that if you were unclean, you had to identify yourself as unclean. If anyone were to approach you or come into your presence, you were required by law at a loud voice to declare yourself unclean because people in the city and the, in the tribe could not be around you because you were contagious. But they heard he was coming and they set an ambush for him. Right. How excited is sometimes that we can ambush God, that we can find him and ambush him and he turns right around and loves us and spoils us and blesses us. Sometimes we ambush him early in the morning. Sometimes it's late at night, maybe during the day. We'll just stop doing what we're doing, just saying, you know what? I just want to talk to him for a few minutes. I just want to visit a little bit. Right. I want to ambush him. And when you do that, God always returns that with favor and with honor. But they ambushed him. They knew where he was headed they knew what path he would take. And at a distance, they shouted with a loud voice, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. He looked at them and he said, Go and show yourself to the priest. It was also the law in that day that if you were healed or restored from this leprosy, the priest had to confirm it. You had to go to the house of God and the priest examined your wounds, examined your leprosy, and if the wound had dried up, if the wound had healed, then you were called clean and you could interact with society. So when he told them to go show themselves to the priest, they knew exactly what they, that meant. Those were words of hope and those were words of healing. And as they turned to go to the priest, somehow, I'm not sure what type of leprosy it was in that generation, the leprosy was as such that it would remove limbs fingers and toes and ears and different parts of the body. It was also a leprosy that oozed. It was a flowing uh, sickness and the, the poison would ooze from the wounds. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. I'm not sure if they, all of a sudden they noticed that the wounds stopped oozing or whatever pain was attached to that leprosy. If it stopped, if something happened that they realized that they were healed. And when they realized they were healed, nine went on to show themselves to the priest, but one went back to the great high priest. Don't you love that? Amen. And he showed himself to Jesus, and he thanked Jesus for what he had done. And Jesus said, were there not ten? Were there not ten of you? Of the, of the ten, only one came back to thank me. 
And then he says something very interesting. Thanksgiving is attached to faith. Thanksgiving is attached to faith. Something happens when we thank God for what he's doing or prophetically what he's going to do. Thanksgiving is a part of praise. And I'll show you that in the word in just a few minutes. But here's what he said. He doesn't say your thanksgiving has made you whole. He said your faith has made you whole. And somehow that leper tapped into something that I would like to tap into today. The power of miracles that are based through thanksgiving. What a powerful, powerful truth. One guy came back. We are part of a generation that has lost its ability to say thank you. This is the me too generation. It's all about me. Everything revolves around me. I'm the only one that matters. I'm the only one that's important. I don't care about anybody else. I don't care about anything else. It's all about me. Hello. That's the generation that we are a part of today. And this generation has lost lost its ability to say thank you. Lost its ability to appreciate what God and parents and families and employers are doing for them and blessing their life. Several years ago, there was a Chinese farmer that lost his father. All the neighbors heard and came over and said to him, how terrible. He said, well, how do you know it's terrible? Well, you've lost your father. It's terrible. He said, how do you know it's terrible? Well, they read the will and the father's death allowed the son to get 40 acres. All the friends heard about it, came over and said, how wonderful. He said, how do you know it's wonderful? Well, your father died and left you 40 acres. It's wonderful. He said, how do you know it's wonderful? Well, they had a horse. They were going to use the horse to plow the land, but the horse ran off. And all the neighbors heard about it and said, how terrible. He said, how do you know it's terrible? Well, you're going to plow your land, but the horse you had was going to plow the land. It ran off, and now you can't plow the land. It's terrible. He said, how do you know it's terrible? Well, the next day, the horse came back with three other horses. <laughs> and the neighbor said, how wonderful. He said, how do you know it's wonderful? So, well, you didn't have any horses to plow your land, and now you have four horses to plow your land. It's wonderful. He said, how do you know it's wonderful? Well, the next day, the son said, well, I'm going to break this horse, put a saddle on it, and sell it. So trying to break the horse, he got on the horse, the horse threw him, and he broke his leg. And the neighbors heard about it, came over and said, how terrible. He said, how do you know it's terrible? He said, well, your son that was going to plow the land has got a broke leg. You can't plow it now. It's terrible. He said, how do you know it's terrible? The next day, Josh, China went to war. And every young man except that young man, because he had a broke leg, went to war. The neighbors heard about it. They came over and said, how wonderful. And the old man said, how do you know it's wonderful? That's why the word encourages us in everything. Give him thanks. The song says, in the good times, praise his name. In the bad times, do the same. In everything, give the king of kings all the praise. Man, it's easy to praise him and thank him when good things are happening. It's easy to praise him when we're crossing things off our list. 
It's easy to praise him when we've got a raise or a new car or a new house or a new toy. That's easy to praise him. But when things begin to go wrong and things begin to happen that, that are not good, the Bible says even in those times you are to be thankful. Because in that thankfulness, it opens up a door for God to move on your behalf through your ability to thank him for good times, bad times, whatever time that you're in. You're, you're, you're living in a season of thanksgiving. You thank him for everything. Why? Because that's what he has commanded us to do. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We can have the thoughts of God. We can understand the ways of God. But it's almost contradictory to thank God when something bad happens. When they brought the boy to Jesus to be healed, they wondered, is it from the sins of the father, sins of the mother? It was neither. It was that God would get the glory. Amen. And a lot of times bad things happen to good people. And we know good things happen to bad people. It's, I don't believe in karma, but there is something to say about what goes around comes around. But the word is telling us no matter what you're facing, find, figure out some way to thank God for it. First Thessalonians 5 and 16, rejoice always and continually give thanks. Notice there, the rejoicing, which is a form of praise. Rejoice always and giving thanks in all, say that with me, circumstances. For that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What's God's will? Everything that happens is God's will. There's a purpose and a plan why he does what he does. A lot of times grief will interrupt the thought process. Hello. When something happens, when we lose something precious or lose someone dear or something bad happens, there is a tendency for us to grieve. But God turns it around and says, even when things don't seem to be going right in your life, go ahead and thank me because I'm still working in your behalf. I have a good plan for you. I'm going to turn this around. What the enemy intended for evil, we learned Wednesday, I'm going to turn it around for you. Aren't you glad you serve a turnaround God this morning? Somebody give him a hand clap of praise in this house. Colossians 2 and 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and grounded and built up in him, and established in the truth as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Wow. Here we're told to be thankful for the things that God has done for us, the things that God is doing for us, and the fact that we're serving him, that we're rooted and grounded in him, that that, that foundation has a lot to do with perspective. And when your perspective is God is in control, no matter what happens, no matter what takes place, no matter what transpires, somehow, somewhere, God is working this for my good. He's in control. So I'm going to thank him for the valley. I'm going to thank him for the storm. I'm going to thank him for the negative things that have happened to me. I'm going to thank him through the troubles and trials I'm going through because God has to be involved in your trouble or trial because he's God and that's what he does. He changes what he touches. He changes what he confronts. He changes what he speaks to. And what's going on right now is simply a period of time that's about to come to an end. The storm's about to end. The test is about to end. The trial's about to end. And you're going to stand still and 
see the salvation of the Lord. And for that, we are thankful. He never gives up. He never turns away from us. He never lets us go. We're always in the center of his will, in the center of his eye. We are written upon the palm of his hand. And when he holds it up, it reminds him that he's made a covenant with us. And if God be for us, then who or what or anything possibly be against us? Amen. Man, I'm preaching good this morning. Isaiah 12 and 4, and on that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds. And it refers to that day, the day they came out of bondage into freedom. On that day you will give thanks to the Lord. And here's what he's saying, watch for victories and take every opportunity you can to thank me for it. Let me say that again. So many times things will happen, good things that will happen to us and trans, trans, transpire. And sometimes we just forget to give God the glory. Amen. And so God is telling you every day, watch for something to happen. Watch for me to move in your behalf. Watch for me to open a door. Watch for me to answer a question. And, when, and when it, watch for it. And when it happens, make sure and give me thanks because there's always a second part to the first part of the blessing. Aren't you glad for that? That the first, the first blessing, awesome. But when God finishes what he started, it's always way above and beyond that we could possibly thank because of that ability we have to, whatever, whatever circumstance we're in, we have learned to give him thanks. First Chronicles 16 and 34, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. When we talk about thanksgiving, we talk about thanksgiving because we are love. Love is fickle. Uh, love, love is an attitude. And God's attitude towards us is love regardless of our failures and our shortcomings. I think I've said this every week for four weeks. I'm going to keep saying it because it's so true. It's so powerful. It does not matter how far you have wandered away from God. Amen. It doesn't matter you've taken a thousand steps, a thousand miles, a thousand eons in the opposite direction. Just one step back puts you in the presence of God. Amen. Just one step back. And we look at our testimony, we look at the times that we let him down, we look at the times we failed him, and then we look at times we didn't let him down, we look at times we didn't fail him, that we're getting better and better at this. How many feels like, you know what, I, I think I'm maturing a little bit. Sure. I, think I've, I think I've overcome quite a bit. I think what used to steal my joy, now is just a reminder that God is my joy. The things that used to hold me back and hinder me and intimidate me, I'm operating now in a boldness. So every day you're getting better. Every day you're getting healthier. Every day you're getting stronger. Hebrews 12 and 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God, accept Him with reverence and offer our God is a consuming Fire. Watch this. Therefore, since we have receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, aren't you glad this morning that God's kingdom cannot be shaken? Let us be thankful and worship. There they are together. They're kissing cousins. Thanksgiving and worship. Thanksgiving and pray. They go, they go together. They're like peanut butter and jelly, as Forrest Gump would say. Right. Philippians 4 and 4, uh, Psalm 5, 95 and 1. 
Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come, therefore, bearing precious gifts with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. So we come to the house of God. We, we, we walk into his gate. I'll share that in a minute. We will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We step into his praise. Again, they're kissing cousins. And as we begin to operate in the op, 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 operandi of thanksgiving, it's amazing how we will watch God follow up on the things that we thank him for that haven't yet been accomplished. I could tell Christine, Christine, I want to thank you for putting out the trash Monday. Well, she hasn't put it out yet. Sunday. But she's going to put it out Monday. Right. And Tuesday, I'm going to give her a $20 bill. I figured out how long it takes her to take the trash out. And she doesn't have to bring the trash cans back in. I figured out how long it took her to do that. And I realized she's making $600 an hour. <laughs> and for that, I would be thankful. And for that, she would be thankful. But it is possibility. I think that every son, I believe that, I believe that every, every day we pray for the week ahead. I think, we, I think we thank God that we're just believing him, that we're going to be healthy, we're going to be whole, we're going to be well, we're going to be blessed, we're going to meet people, we're going to use our, our light, and our love to change somebody, to touch somebody. So there is a prophetic thanks. If you don't like the way things are right, are right, are right now, Begin to thank God for how you would want them to be. I'm telling you, I'm preaching good today. And as we begin to search our heart and spirit and know what we want to see God accomplish in the next week, we start by credit, on credit. We build up an account by credit. We begin to thank Him for things He has not yet done and believing that He is going to do them. Philippians 4, 7, rejoice, Lord, always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your... I can't even read my own writing. Oh, here it is. Let your, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, to present your requests to your God. With thanksgiving, we make our request. And there, I just, that just confirms what I just said. We ask him to do something prophetically, and when he does it, we follow up and confirm but that's the way that God operates. Colossians 3 and 15. Let the, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and, and remember you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell richly in you in teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Psalms 107 and 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. 2 Corinthians 9 and 5, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Yes. Well, what is that gift? Obviously found in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. I notice on Facebook there's a question that's being asked, asked quite a bit. And it says, it said, use one word, use one word to describe God, or use one word to describe, describe Christ. And you know what? There's, there's not really one word that captures it all. I guess you could say Christ is my everything. I guess maybe that would cover a lot of it. But in our life, we, 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 thank, we thank God that he's our everything. In the church of God being raised, there was a season we would sing a couple of hymnals, and then the song leader 
would sing a chorus or two. Remember those days? Yeah. And they would like three or four choruses in a row. But I remember the one chorus that says, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing and making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. Can anybody relate? Psalm 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, step into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his holy name. Step into us. We walk through those doors. We walk through those gates with thanksgiving. We step into his courts with praise. Again, thanksgiving and praise are hand in hand. They both flow together. I challenge you today to go home this afternoon and make up a list of some of the things you are thankful for. You say, well, I don't really know that there's a whole lot going on in my life that I have to be thankful for. Well, let me tell you about some of the things I'm thankful for. Are you ready? My wife, my family, my girls, my church, my, my home, my tools, my toys, my health, my hobbies, my friends, my clothes, my automobiles, God's love, my sight, my breath, my hearing. I can walk. I can touch. My testimony, my freedom. I thank God I'm an American and I'm free. Hello, countries of the world are losing the lives of Christians are being martyred, but we live in a land that we can worship God and enjoy our freedom. I wrote down here, I am thankful for Netflix. I'm thankful for my wife's teaching on Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, I leave here smarter. I leave here with knowledge I didn't have. I leave here with things I didn't know. I leave here smarter every Wednesday night because of her teacher. I'm thankful for God's love. I'm thankful for God's direction. I'm thankful for my Bible. But most of all, I'm thankful for God's purpose and plan for my life. Is every head 